welcome to Scrollin', a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Davius. This is episode number 38. I don't I don't have the game open right now, and so I'm I I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> what, do, what do I do with these things? <laughs> Uh, well, okay, let's get into these. Uh, let's talk about the Cyrodiil AOE test situation. Uh, Gina Bruno, the community manager, uh, posted a forum post on the official forums, uh, basically talking about that they've concluded these Cyrodiil AOE tests and the devs have drawn some, uh, well, conclusions. Uh, so <laughs> um, I'll just read Gina's own words here. She says, in reviewing the data for all the different tests, we did see some marked improvements uh, in performance, uh, but they do not have a significant enough impact on improving the overall player experience. As a result, we'll not be making any major changes at this time. I think that's not surprising at all that, that they they noticed that it didn't have a significant impact on the player experience. Uh I think most players can tell you firsthand, like, yeah, that's true. Like, my experience is not, certainly not better during these tests. Yeah, it was worse during the test. The playing was, I mean, even if the performance was better, the actual playability of the game was just not not fun. Yeah, and in fact, most players were kind of coming to the conclusion of, like, let's just have the bad performance back. (laughs) You know, like, it was just better than... (laughs) Uh, not not that it was ever like even perfect during these tests. Yeah, uh, I would say approximately one hundred percent of ESO players are happy to hear that none of those changes <laughs> are being implemented. Yeah, <laughs> they were just they're too drastic, too many drastic changes. It's just it's was impossible for me to fathom how that could have been implemented without a whole slew of other major overhauls that would have had to have gone alongside of it. Like entire classes would have had to have been redesigned. I'm, I think it would be like years of development work just to get that <laughs> to where it makes any kind of sense. Yeah. And Cyrodiil's tough because, you know, I feel like Cyrodiil is like where your big time content creators are. That's kind of where they hang out. And so, you know, I feel like they have to be real careful when they do any kind of tinkering. So I think this is, you know, as you said, this is good to see because they, if they make any massive changes in there, you know, it's it's good for the game to have big time content creators, you know. Those are the people yeah. that attract new players, and so yeah, totally. Like the the biggest content creators are primarily PvP players, and they're mm-hmm. mostly Cyrodiil focused. And so, if you have all these streamers, you know, the main thing that they do for their livelihood is being severely threatened. Um, yeah, that, that that can't be a good thing. Plus, just the experience of playing the game, though, outside of that, you know, like. Uh, we were talking earlier, like, let's say we're playing some Battlegrounds and then we want to switch it up. Let's jump into Cyrodiil, go get some transmutes or something like that. And it's like suddenly our characters don't work anymore. Like, yeah. it, it, just, it made no sense for that to... For, that would have. There's no way they could have implemented that in a way that would have made sense without, like I said, just totally making a bunch of over other overhauls. Yeah. Um, and it harkens back to I think you had said several episodes ago when when they were doing the the testing for light and heavy attacks back in the spring of this year, uh, it was a similar situation. They they were testing some some weird ideas and stuff that seemed pretty far out there. Most players were like, "I'm not a fan of this," uh, and they decided not to do it. You know, they did the test, they got the feedback, and they just threw it out. And doing the same thing here, 
I, I like to see that. I like to see their willingness to like, let's just try stuff. Let's see what happens. We want to make this better. And we, this is the only way that we can kind of get the data that we're looking for. Uh, and then, you know, they don't let their pride get in the way. They, they can just throw it out and not worry about it. Yeah. hundred percent agree with, with everything you said there. It's great. And, and the key phrase in there, uh, the, what, from what you read about what Gina said is that, you know, overall player experience, they understand that just improve, you know, even with the performance improvements, the player experience was down. Uh, and so it's nice to see them. They went, they basically kind of were saying, Hey, we tried this. We were, you know, we wanted to see if we could do something. We realized you guys didn't like it. So, you know. So there's not going to be any AOE cooldowns. There's not going to be any AOE ramping costs or anything like that. That's all out. Uh, however, they are keeping uh, one thing. And Davis, you called this a couple of episodes ago. Um, the, the deal where uh, group sizes are limited to 12 players or less and you can't heal anyone outside of the group. That's staying, and that's actually already implemented on consoles right now. That went live uh, Monday, um, and then on PC, that's going to be implemented next Monday, November sixteenth, uh, along with a bunch of other bug fixes and stuff. It's all we could ask for. That's perfect. Yeah, it's totally great. You know, we've been—I think it was like eight weeks total of testing that that we did. <laughs> um, so it was quite a while, and it was you know kind of annoying at times, but I think. If this is the one thing we got out of it in the end, I think it was totally worth it. Because this is a this is something that a lot of people we've said before. You know, a lot of people have been asking for this exact type of solution, not for performance, but uh, just for combat balance sake. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly what this is like. The devs aren't implementing this for a performance solution. The perfor- the bad performance is still there. That you know, that's we're just stuck with that for now. Um, but uh, this balance, this is a nice balance. Uh, change here yeah i think it's it's going to make quality of life in Cyrodiil so much better you know all these players just start flocking together you know zerg is such a common term now but they flock together with this zerg and a good 25 25 to 50 percent of them are just dropping heals and it's not even necessarily that they're like strategic good players and there may be some good some you know good ones in there and it's not even they, maybe they are good players, but they're not even having to try because they're just so many people and they're just dropping so many heals that everybody in that group is just you, there's no way you can even put a dent in them. Uh, they're not even having to try. So it's not even like a, a you know, a, a quality of play type of thing. It's just this group has so many people. There's so many heals that they're dropping and throwing on the ground and throwing up all these hots that it really takes a lot of the fun out of it because there's nothing you can do. You can't even pick off, you know, some of them to try to weaken the group because those heals are just hitting everybody. Um, so this change, I think, is going to make uh, the quality of life in Serial so much better because even when all these big groups group up, you know, because there is still power in numbers, but these groups aren't just going to be impossible to put a dent in. Yeah, and you're not going to see... We're not going to see nearly as many like ball like ball pickup groups you know people who aren't actually grouped together but they're running around together right Uh, like uh because it's just as good basically right now you're getting all the cross healing and all that stuff um and i when they were testing out this scenario a few weeks ago I, i jumped into cyrodiil and was trying it out it's a very different kind of experience you know if you're in there by yourself you can't heal anyone and nobody can heal you you know yeah. Uh, and so, you know, you can be surrounded by a- allies, but in a lot of ways, you're still kind of totally on your own. 
Uh, but by the same token, your enemies are in the same situation, and you can you can you can dive into a zerg and pick off someone and kill them and get back out uh, before you get surrounded. You know that actually is possible. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, it encourages more small scale play, which is I think what we like a lot. Yeah, I think the the big downside is for inexperienced solo players that are just jumping in the Cyrodiil, seeing what it's all about and wanting to jump into some action, those players benefit quite a bit from random heals being thrown around, and they're not going to benefit from that anymore. That's why we've said before, it'd be really nice if they made one concession and just allowed direct heals, like a a combat prayer or a breath of life, to to go outside of the group. So you can target someone, give them that one-time direct heal, and I think that should be allowed. Maybe in a future patch, that's something that might happen. Yeah, I mean, I think something like that. I think what this kind of does is that if you if you are a new player and you're kind of getting into um, PvP and you're kind of dipping your toe in that water, I think this has kind of pushed it to where you really should start out. Battlegrounds is a much better place to start out, uh, especially now that group Battlegrounds is back, uh, as well as Battlegrounds are, you know, it's a random type of Battlegrounds, so... You're going to, you know, maybe you'll get a, a, the flag games or, you know, maybe you'll get a death match. So there's a bunch of different types. And so I think it alleviates a lot of pressure in a battleground because it's quick. There's uh, also the matchmaking system too. Yeah, so hopefully you're yeah. get, being matched up skill wise. Yeah. And I think once you do enough battlegrounds, you can kind of get a feel for kind of a PVP. And I think that would be, that would help players out a lot in Cyrodiil. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about this this week the the changes in the transmute crystals you know different ways to get them now i think new players aren't as forced to go into cyrodiil as maybe they used to be in the past yeah and i wonder about that transmute thing i've i've mentioned this before but i wonder if that's like kind of the them making transmutes more available in other areas of the game i wonder if that's code for them it's kind of saying we don't know how to fix Cyrodiil. It might not be getting fixed. So here, here's some other ways to get transmutes more easily. <laughs> well, and 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 that you know, I think there is small performance gains in there. Like you know, one of the things they said they fixed was the random loading screen. Uh, oh yeah, that being gone, I, that's a big performance fix for me. Absolutely, because uh, that was really annoying. And you know, like we're talking about, maybe new players won't be forced to go into Cyrodiil, or as many PVE players be forced to go into Cyrodiil. So that might reduce the numbers a little bit, which might help a little bit on performance. Uh, and these changes, while not huge, I have to think that the 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 group member cap and the no outside heals is at least got to make some small percentage. And so maybe all of these coming together uh, makes a little bit better. You know, nothing huge, but a, a little bit better performance is is, you know, is welcome at this point, I think. Yeah, I guess we'll find that out here pretty soon. Well, that's not implemented right now on PC, but after this recording, we're going to go jump into Cyrodiil to do some transmute grinding. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, this isn't implemented till next week, so I guess yeah. we won't see until next week. I do feel like I have to mention, too, is when they when they were doing just this test, I did, I did enjoy... It was the first time I was in Cyrodiil... And I actually felt like I could go out on my own and get a couple kills. And I and 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 I was dying too. But even in big zergs, like I think there was like a keep being attacked, and there's a big group coming in. And I feel like in the past I would just mean, all right, turn around and run. There's more than you know, there's more than ten people. Um, but I felt like I could actually go in there and kind of strategically 
kind of pick some of them off. And, and even while the others were nearby, they were kind of focusing on the door. And so I was able to even go in and pick two or three of them off. And I don't know, it was just, just that small experience kind of let, like, I really kind of felt that change kind of really happening of the, of the no outside heels. It was, it was just seems like there was more, <laughs> this sounds really bad, but there was just more people dying, which I think was a good thing. Yeah. That's always been the problem with like CP Cyrodiil is like, that's what all, people always complain about is no one ever dies. Yeah. Like, like fights just last forever and ever. Yeah. Everybody just gets poked for a little bit, but nobody ever actually dies like that. That keep battle went back and forth, I think, like three or four times because people were dying. There, there was bodies all over by the door. There was people up top on the keep. There was bodies all hanging around there. Like it it, it was a lot better uh, uh, fighting. It was one of the better fighting serial experiences I had because it, it, nobody felt like they were just invincible. So probably no more just solo healers running around, right? That'll be a thing of the past. Yep. Um, if you're a healer... Um, you're just going to need to find a group to roll around with or just enjoy healing yourself and staying alive and, you know, trolling people. I guess that's a thing to do. Um, but that's Cyrodiil. Yeah, the, the testing's all concluded. None of the AOE cooldown stuff is happening. Thank goodness. Uh, and we are getting that 12-player group cap with the, the no outside heals, which is really the one thing out of all of that that everyone kind of agreed or most people kind of agreed that's a good thing let's do that but none of the rest and that's exactly what we got so i feel good about it on the topic of pvp uh, a different mode of pvp let's talk about some battlegrounds so this oh, is davius this is this is our thing we're all about battlegrounds if they ever were to like just sell Battlegrounds off as its, <laughs> as its own game, I wonder if we would even still play ESO or if we would just go play Battlegrounds. And this would just be a BG podcast from that point forward. <laughs> I hope they never uh, do that because I am scared of the answer for that. <laughs> yeah. uh, man, our uh, I mean, our um, enthusiasm for Battlegrounds has just been reinvigorated, right? I mean, oh, it's groups are back. It's a whole new thing now reinvigorated and and maybe higher than it's ever been i mean you know we've talked so much and we've been doing so many group battlegrounds that we're so excited you know it's kind of that uh thing you know we didn't know what we had till they took it away we totally experienced <laughs> that with grip battlegrounds but uh so much fun having doing these again um really really and it's really cool just and i you know i think we've mentioned this but we have so many more characters now at least me for sure um, we've been pairing up so many cool pairings and, and tinkering and trying things out. Uh, and I know other players and other friends are out there doing that same thing. And so um, maybe the most that, that I've enjoyed Battlegrounds. I don't know if that's just because I can't remember when they were before, but um, it's just a lot of fun to hop in a Battleground right now. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot like the, the intensity has been cranked up in Battlegrounds quite a bit. And I'm talking... In the group queue, obviously, but even the, even in the solo queue, I've noticed that uh, the intensity is a lot more than it was before. And I think it's because um, I think a lot of players just stopped doing BGs whenever grouping went away. Uh, mm -hmm. And now that grouping's back, players, even players who play solo a lot of the time are taking a renewed interest in Battlegrounds. And a lot of these like really heavy hitting, formidable players that we've seen in the past that we haven't been seeing for a while, they're back now. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, 
It's good to see them back, but it was kind of nice having them gone for a while, you know? <laughs> Silver um, lining. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they make us all have to step up our game, that's for sure. Yep. Um, what have you been doing? So we have the group queue and we have the solo queue, but as a solo player, you can do either one. Have you been mixing I, that up or spending time in one versus the other? I, I would say I'm probably 90% of the time I've been in group queue. I've just... I've had so much more fun uh, with the idea of group. Because even even if you solo in the group queue, it's still fun to have usually the people you're going to get paired up with. There's at least going to be a group of two or a group of three. Yep. Um, and I just miss that dynamic so much. It's just a lot of teamwork. Um, just having two people grouped up can make all the difference because yeah. those two people are following each other, which means everyone else is just going to follow suit. And it's, it just makes it so much easier to, to work exactly. as a unit. Exactly. Uh, and I've done the solo queue. It's the, the solo queue is kind of still what it was when it was only solo queue, I feel like. But <laughs> kind of like what you said, the intensity in solo queues, I feel like that's where people are going. If, if they have a character, they're like, okay, I feel like this character can just take on everyone by themselves. Mm-hmm. that's the kind of people I feel like I've been running into to the solo queue is yes. that you just have these people that are like, okay, this person can take on the world. Sometimes they can. And sometimes it's just somebody who thinks they can. <laughs> so it's a little all over the place, but uh, I, I, I have, I haven't done near as much solo queue as I've done group queue. That's a, uh, yeah, you, you actually kind of said what I was about to say as far as, which one I've been spending most of my time in my it's my solo hero characters are the only ones that I want to go into the solo queue with. So it's basically just two. It's my stamina Templar and my stamina sorcerer. Um, Those are my two characters that they're very, very powerful. Like they hit hard, they get lots of kills and they're also self-sufficient, right? Uh, They, if they get into a group and there's no group support whatsoever and everyone's just scattered across the map and they're not playing as a team at all, I feel like if I'm on one of those two characters, my Stamplar or my Stamsork, I can I can handle that situation and and be fine. Yep. Um, I think the, the key the key word what you said there is self-sufficient. Uh, yeah. That's that's the usually if I do a solo queue, I do my my Stamden, my stamina warden, because uh, he's kind of like what you just said. Uh, he can kind of, you know, he can do heals if he needs to be, you know, he's tanky, can get out of fights that he's, you know, about to lose. Um, that's the exact same reason I've done solo queue. You really kind of need to have kind of all the tools at your disposal if you're going to go into that solo queue. Yeah. Uh, self-sufficient, damage-focused build. Yes. That's that's really the only type of build I like to take into the solo queue. Uh, a support build, forget it. Totally useless in the solo queue most of the time. <laughs> Um, so, so like true. my Mag Warden, my, uh, my Magicka Necromancer, those characters, strictly the group queue. Even if I'm by myself, I like to, I like to go to the group queue with them uh, because those players, it's generally a higher caliber of player and they're a bit more team focused. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they're thinking in a, in a group play kind of way. Uh, and so I can just be a lot, I can contribute a lot more as a support character uh, in those kind of matches. Yeah, it's um, great. It's great to to do the group queue by yourself on a support character, and you know, you go into a team, and the the three other members on your team are all in a group together. So they're already on top of each other, the entire group. So all you got to do is follow around and give them support, and it usually works out really well. Yeah, yeah, totally. Especially a, a mag warden. I love taking my mag warden in the group queue. <laughs> um, I've also surprisingly I've found that my 
my super squishy glass cannon builds when I'm playing solo, they they fare better in the group queue, and it's for that same reason. the uh, the The players in there are more group minded. There's a there's a much higher likelihood that there's going to be actual support in the group. Mm-hmm. Um, like my my Stam DK, for example, she yep. she's super powerful. She hits really really hard, but she's very squishy, extremely squishy. Uh, and in the in the solo queue, like she needs group support. She has to have it. And in the solo queue, it's just rarely there, and so. She basically just trades kills. She goes one for one almost every match yep. there. Stam DKs are back right now. I mean, we it, it, last night we kind of had a Stam DK night. Uh, we were kind of alternating our Stam DK with support characters, but um, we both you know brought our Stam DKs out that really have been dormant or on the shelf. Yeah, uh, and we had a we had a great night at Battlegrounds. You know, they those are characters that you know in our specific Stam DKs. Not all of them are this way. But they hit really hard, and they're they're not as tanky. You know, they 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 can't mm-hmm. really take the range damage or all the hits or all the stuff going on. But if they have the support character, they can stay alive just enough to just start mowing people down. Oh yeah, and and they really do ascend in that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we had a couple of good combos. I had my Magden healer along with. Your Stam DK that worked really really well. Yep. Uh, we we were having some some really good success with that uh and then your magcro healer with my stam dk basically just stam dk with a healer just like you just said it's pretty <laughs> awesome right now uh it's a it work, works quite well and yeah we were it was a slaughter fest man it was really fun <laughs> <laughs> it, it uh, was it was to the point it was cracking me up because it was to that point where it, we're not as good as what those numbers were. Like I, I can confidently say, all right, we're not this good. Uh, right. We, we were in some low we, MMR. We were enjoying some low MMR. So uh-huh. we, we, and we just kept waiting to be humbled. We we're like, Oh man, as soon as it puts us, <laughs> as soon as it puts us in a, high, in a, in a regular MMR match, we're going to get, we're going to get humbled. We were just waiting for that humbling moment. It, it didn't happen <laughs> last night, but it's going to happen. Quick oh, it's coming. It's coming. Because... We're, we're going to, we're going to get steamrolled here coming soon. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's a that's a fun pair. I especially liked your your Mad Crow healer with my Stam DK because you have, of course, all the heals and this mm-hmm. oppressive CC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my my Stam DK Sally, she just has so so much damage, and people just they don't see it coming. They're not ready for it. I can honestly say now, you know, we're only what are we? A, we're a full weekend to group battlegrounds, right? A, a, a week and one day. Uh, um, yeah, I can honestly say right now that my my Mag Crow is my favorite uh, is my favorite group battleground character right now. That's um, he's your number one. That's my number one right now. Now wow. you know not all my builds are done. Davius's setup isn't done. So all those Davius fans out there, just just hold your horses. <laughs> I, I really like your Mag Crow, and I think his name, the Never Ending Nord, is so fitting because <laughs> this dude is seriously immortal. I've seen it with my own two eyes. The the guy doesn't die. Oh man, it's uh... you can be you can have like both teams just straight like target dummy DPSing you, and you're just like drinking a macchiato, you know, just <laughs> just having bring a nice it on, time. bring it on. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna dive in just a little bit of deep here, just to remind people of of the build, the never ending Nord. Um, I do uh, five piece beekeepers. Uh, just which is the five piece of that is is 900 health recovery and then just gives you a bunch of max health 
And then I do the five piece of the winter's respite. Uh, that one is the one that drops whenever you do an AOE ability, it drops a circle of healing wherever you do that AOE ability. And then I do the troll King, uh, monster set, two piece monster set. Uh, and really the best part about that is that, like you said, the whole build is dedicated to just CC, you know, what can I do to slow the opponent down? It's got the, uh, you're love this. I still have to give you credit for this idea because it really is just almost the centerpiece to the CC part is the charged frost staff is just a beautiful thing. It's OP. Um, uh, and then with I have the, a shock. With the wall of frost. Yep. I have yeah. a shock glyph on the frost staff uh, with the wall of frost. So it's just as many, you know, as many status effects as I can get. Um, they have the totem ability that you throw out there and starts fearing people. So all this CC, like you said, just oppressive CC. Uh, and then what all the actual sets allow me to do is that in Battlegrounds with no CP... Uh, I have 3,000 health recovery when uh, Troll Kings kicks in. Wow. Um, so that's that's where that never-ending part comes in that, you, <laughs> that we were talking about, is that it's so much health recovery that as long as I'm smart about movement or, you know, uh, you know, he can't just face tank things, but as long as I, you know, he can take things, as long as I'm moving and just kind of interrupting or just, you know, get a couple seconds uh, where I'm not hitting, he can, he can, he has enough heals uh, that he's just fine because that's the. Yeah, I imagine just that. the health recovery and the intensive mender alone yep. is enough to keep you yep. alive through most stuff, right? Yep, and then that's so you know I just said all those you know the, the the AOE abilities and then his other abilities is just the the renewing undeath which is the uh, necro kind of AOE heal mm-hmm. uh, and then just radiating regen uh, regeneration and then just the intensive mender uh, and so those three healing abilities and then it's. It's a lot of fun to play this build because, and I was telling you this when we were playing the other day, it's it's the only build I have that I use every single ability on like the ability. And 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 obviously on my other builds, I still use the abilities. That's why they're on the ability bar. But on this one, I am constantly, there's not one ability on, that I have on the bar that I'm not using frequently yeah. i'm just that's it's how like, it is with my mag crew like yeah. other other characters you're right there's always like an ability or two that you just use those situationally yep. if you need it not always but on, on my mag crew it's like i'm using every like all <laughs> 10 abilities constantly yeah. there's just always situations uh and 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 i've told you this and i've mentioned it in the past but the winter's respite it's a really strong aoe heal and i love the fact that whether whether I'm doing my totem or the renewing undeath AOE heal, because those are my two aimed AOE AOE abilities, and that winter's respite just goes with those. So if if we're in a situation where we need to throw down a totem for some CC, well then that respite circle is going to pop up and that totem is so that you know the team can jump in there and jump in the fight and then that's going to be healing them. Or if our team's needing some extra heals, you know I'll throw the the, the AOE heal underneath and then the respite piles on top of that and so it's just a lot of extra heals uh, yeah. for the group that you know if we're getting hit real hard um it's what a really respite cool... is a really strong healing set it a is... lot of people are using it i like it yeah it's uh just kind of get it's it's 2358 health every one second uh for 10 seconds so it's so strong yeah very strong heal set the, the, the build's just a lot of fun to play like you said uh, it's a it's it's a lot of fun not dying. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <And it laughs> believe it or not, <laughs> it, it makes sense in a in PvP. You know, in PVE, 
it's kind of discouraged to for a tank for a tanky type build to build selfishly. Yeah. You know, because uh, you want to provide you want your sets to provide group support. Yep. But in PvP, it makes a ton of sense for a healer, like a tanky healer, to build selfishly because mm -hmm. you're going to get focused, you know. Yep. And you get if you if you get focused and you die, then you're not providing any support. So it's actually a really good thing. And there's been a few times like like you're getting target <laughs> dummied, I'll get focused and I die. Takes me, you know, 15 <laughs> seconds or so to respawn. I'll respawn. I'll come back. You're still there waiting for me, you know. <laughs> like, here we go. Uh, Let's try again. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and and I have to mention, I, this, this the, the the fun part about this build is not complete until I mentioned the, the ultimate is the Ravenous Goliath. That is my oh, favorite. Yeah. That's like my that's favorite. That's the crown jewel yeah. of the build. That's my, that's my ace of spades is that when things look dire, I'm out of resources they finally got me down. They finally think they're going to get me. I always have that ultimate ready, and I just pop that ultimate, and it just not only does it, you know, basically just reset my ability to get all my resources back up. You know, the health drops all the way up to like sixty-two thousand, uh, but it also does so much AOE damage that people are always thrown so off guard by the damage because that ability's damage is scaled by max health, and so. When I hit it and bump up to sixty-two thousand max health, it's like a four to five thousand uh, damage per second AOE. Yeah, that's and like so, the that's like the Destro ult, yes. like really strong. Uh, and so it's like this person that was you know really just kind of annoying them and hitting them with CC and healing, and all of a sudden I switch to that and it's just enough pressure to where they're all it's kind of damaging the air, but it was working so well the other night. Because it was just like, all right, now they, they, they're all kind of taking this extra damage and your MDK was just going and just finish them off. It was like just this little tick off their health and it was just like your MDK was just like, yep, that yeah. one's done. That one's well, done. And they don't see done. it coming from that, that Goliath AoE. Like they totally don't even see that coming because up to that point, you're just a healer. Mm -hmm. They they can clearly see, oh, this guy doesn't do hardly any damage, so I can just DPS this guy and not worry about it. Uh, and then you go into the Goliath form, and really all they're thinking is like, oh, crap, he has all this extra health. It's yep. going to take me a minute to kill him. They're not thinking that all this damage is coming along with that, and yep. it takes them by surprise, and it's it's funny to watch. <laughs> it's an enjoyable moment for sure when it when it happens. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, man, that's, that's a, it's a really great build. Uh, like I said, I really super love running around with uh, my Stam DK along with that build of yours. Uh, they just they make such a great pair. Uh, so I'll talk about my Stam DK a little bit. Her name is Bad Sally, which I really like that name. I think it suits her really well. <laughs> very, very, very fitting name. Uh, she's bad. She's bad. <laughs> uh, you, you guys uh, just have to see her. You just have to take our word for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trust us. Um, she's an orc, stamina dragon knight, and I finally got the build... Well, I got all the pieces together. I still need to do a little bit of transmuting, but it's it's together enough there. I can I can totally use it right now. So uh, five pieces, unleashed terror, of course, everyone's favorite set right now. <laughs> uh, two pieces, blood spawn, the maelstrom two hander, uh, master dual wield, the malakath band of brutality, and two pieces trainee. Um, so it's it's all medium armor, very glassy so much damage um unleashed terror that's the one where if you use any kind of gap closer or any kind of teleport ability whatsoever it just applies a really heavy bleed to that target 
Um, and then the Maelstrom two-hander basically does the exact same thing, except it only applies to the two-handed gap closer, critical charge. Um, so you use critical charge, you gap close a someone in both the Maelstrom two-hander and Unleash Terror, both proc on that target. And of course you have the Malakath Band of Brutality just making it a ton of damage. Um, it works really well. And what's nice is the two-handed gap closer, the Stampede morph, whenever you land at your target, it, it produces a, an AOE blast of direct damage. And everyone that that blast hits they all get the Unleashed Terror and the Maelstrom two-handed proc. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you just gap close into a group and do a and do a leap, and sometimes that's just a group wipe right there. Yeah, you know, it, seeing simple. seeing Bad Sally in action is it's just a sight to behold. There's there's so many times that we will be well outnumbered in a battleground. You know, we did a lot of we got thrown in a lot of the the. Uh, I want to call them flag games, but I guess they're called land grabs. We talked yeah. about the confusing <laughs> part about that the other night. But yeah. the land grab is the games that have flags where you're just claiming <laughs> right. the land with the flags. Right. Um, but we got thrown into a lot of those. There's so many times that it was just me and you. And we were outnumbered probably two to like six, you know, just all these other people. And I knew as I, I wouldn't even look at anything. It's like, all I got to do is keep Sally if I can just keep her up, she is just going to mow all these people down. And it happened time and time again. It was such a sight to behold just to see Sally just just erasing people. Yeah. Uh, this character does so much damage. It's so fun to see firsthand. It's super fun to play, too. I've, I've described the build uh, as like, it's like riding a dirt bike. You know, it's just <laughs> like, it's crude and rough and tough uh, and just fun and simple, too. Um, the name the name was Dirt Bike Sally there for a little bit. She went by Dirt Bike Sally for a little while, but Bad Sally is is too good. It's is, too good. Is, is, is just a great name. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, she's fully speed capped, so she she runs really fast, and then having that gap closer and so much damage, uh, it all all combined, it makes for a super fast paced play style, especially like in a really active battleground where there's just lots and lots of targets around all the time, you can just go from one target to the next, like gap close, you're dead, gap close, you're dead, yep. gap close, you're dead. It's just like one after the other, after the other, after the other. And you can really kind of get this kill streak going. And it, it's, it's pretty awesome. It's really fun. <laughs> and I was even noticing the other night, like you were saying, you know, when you go into a group and the whole group is getting all that, it worked out so well because this group would be real close. And then you, this character, you'd run in there and they would all get, you know, that, that two-handed maelstrom, uh, and then they'd get that unleashed terror. And that group would split because they just got hit with all of this damage that they would start splitting up. You know, they'd kind of, one would run off to go hit some heals. You know, they were trying to, they went into survival mode. And yeah. then I would just watch you. It was like, it was like, that was exactly what you wanted. It was like, if any of them survived that, that they would run off. And it was just like, you would just chase, chase each one down. It was like, this is perfect. Like, Got you on the run. Bad Sally's coming after you now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, all that AOE. And then also, if you have your Goliath ult going with that <laughs> happening as well, man. I mean, it's a great combo. That's, yeah, what, this, that's what we're saying. It works is, really well. <laughs> this is probably, you know, we still have more testing to do, but we've kind of talked. This might be our best combo that we've discovered so far of, of all of our characters. So far. At some point, like right now, we're kind of in this phase where like, I just want to play with all of my characters as much yes. as I possibly can. Uh, but at, at some point soon, I think we're going to 
kind of zero in like let's get yeah. our squad together let's mm-hmm. like let's get real here uh and this is a possible duo here that could be a part of that i think yeah this could uh, this could be kind of our our a team going forward <laughs> maybe could be, maybe, one, one yeah, of the possibilities <laughs> one of the possibilities there's a there's a few um so yeah that's basically all i have to say about sally she's awesome i got a little bit more transmuting to do but like i said she's functional enough as is so i'm just going to enjoy that and just kind of take my time getting those last last bit of details into place yep kind of the last just adjustments uh speaking of adjustments i want to talk about i'm gonna i'm gonna transition to my stamina templar okay um this is a character that i i've had a lot of changes of recently uh you know i know you love stamina templar Every, oh. everybody knows you love don't you get love me started you some, <laughs> love you some stamina <laughs> templar and i've had a lot of fun with this character and it is such a fun class to play but i kind of want to have a little open discussion because i'm in the situation where i've got too many sets that i want to use and they just don't fit on the build mm. um so the the one set that uh is a keeper and I don't think I'll have any arguments from you on this. Is that I do have five piece Briarheart on this on this character. Keep it, <laughs> lock it in. Um, and then I actually am using the Celine's uh, monster set, the two piece monster set Celine's. Mm-hmm. Um, something about that. Uh, everybody knows, you know, I love me love me some good old uh, Elder Scrolls bears. Uh, <laughs> right. But something about the Celine's uh, proc with jabs. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's roughly the same AOE area and everybody knows how hard jabs hit. And with that, when that bear just comes on top of it, uh, you know, they made recent changes where it's a lot less cast time on the bear. So it hits a lot more often and it's a, a bigger AOE. Uh, I just really like that pairing. Um, so that is, that's the part that I really like. Uh, but Celine's might possibly be one of the ones that I have to kick off, um, but right now, like I said, I have the five-piece Briarheart, the two-piece Selene's, and then I'm actually using Dragon Guard Elite. Uh, so this is the set that um, when you deal direct damage to an enemy from their front or sides, you basically gain a stack uh, uh, for five seconds, and each one of these stacks uh, increases your uh, weapon critical by 476, and you can gain up to five stacks. Uh, so a lot of stuff there. Basically, you gain about 2,500 uh, weapon crit. And so when I originally made this character, you know, Briarheart with the with crit being kind of the focus, that's kind of what led me to that Dragon Guard Elite. Is that in no CP battlegrounds that gets my wearing that set with those five stacks, uh, and then I do camouflage hunter on the bar. Uh, it gets my crit up to 70 percent uh, mm. in no CP, which is really nice. Uh, it's a lot of crit. It deals a lot of damage, and so that's what I'm wearing right now. Is the is the Dragon Guard Elite five piece Briarheart Celine's. Now my problem is that I really, really, really want to fit to the Ring of the Wild Hunt on this character. I like so, the idea of a Stamplar with the Wild Hunt <laughs> ring. <laughs> I knew you'd be a fan of that. I just uh, I can either you know drop Celine's and try to piece it in there. Uh, but I feel like that I'd be losing a lot of damage because that Celine, you know, that Celine's hits for uh, oh, around it's, four, it's around fourteen thousand uh, when it procs, uh, and it's you know it's an AOE area, so it can hit multiple people. Um, so I worry if I lose Celine's, you know, am I going to be losing a little too much damage? 
And then if I lose that Dragon Guard Elite, you know, uh, I still will have high uh, weapon crit, but something about hitting 70% crit in a no CP battleground uh, is just a really nice feeling. And so I, I'm worried if I, you know, if I drop that set, it'd probably drop me down to around uh, 55, 60% crit, which is still very high and very good. That's very good. Um, but that 70% crit is just, that, uh, that's good. So uh, I kind of want to just kind of, hear your thoughts you know i I feel like you're you're probably if i have to guess well i'll let you go first but i i I feel like i have a guess on what you how you're tinkering with it would go um i guess i would have to see what the rest of your stats look like i know a a lot of the time with really high crit builds the trade-off is that your actual weapon damage isn't super high Mm -hmm. uh and so you know it ends up being where like your crit's your, your crit's only as powerful as your weapon damage. You know yeah. what I mean? So, uh, so I should have mentioned that. So it's right now with the build setup. Now it's no Ring of the Wild Hunt. Uh, but it is, you know, it's a it's a, it's a a six-piece medium armor build with one heavy. So there is some speed there, but not Ring of the Wild Hunt speed. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the 70% crit, it's uh, 46.50 uh, fully buffed weapon damage. Yeah, it's really not bad at all. Yeah, so a pretty good, decent amount of weapon damage with that high a crit. Um, I just, you know, you have a like comfortable the, amount of recovery, uh, recovery is good. It's got uh, 1700 stamina recovery, but I also have the repentance, uh, on the front bar. So, yeah. you know, that's in battlegrounds. There's usually always a body you can grab if you are running low. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the build is actually really good how I have it right now. And so I feel like I just need to convince myself to just be okay without using the wild hunt on the build and just find a different build to use it. Let's um, see. You don't. Do you use a bow on that build or not? I do not. It's uh, okay. it's two daggers on the front bar, dual wheel daggers on the front bar, and then it's a two-handed on the back bar so that I can have rally on the back bar. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like a totally solid build. It's just how how important is that speed to you? <sighs> See, it, and this is this you know this is kind of blasph- uh, blasphemy for us, but. Um, I actually am not currently using my Wild Hunt ring on any characters. It's just sitting hmm. in my bank right now. I feel like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got to be. You got to use that for something. <laughs> At least like thing. a mat farming bill or something. Yeah, <laughs> I, I assumed that I would just find easily find a way to put it on this build. But like I said, the numbers really look good. the The way that I have this build set up, um, you know, I could, like I said, I could drop Celine's, uh, and that's not going to make you know, it's not going to make my crit or weapon damage go down at all. Um, but yeah, you just lose out on that extra burst. But yeah, but that extra burst is really nice uh, with that jabs, like I mentioned. So that's to me, that's kind it's of the part that stands out. Yeah, is it maybe I just need to test of you know what a Celine looks like, or take that off and then throw the Ring of the Wild Hunt? Uh, it kind of goes back to what you know we used to always talk about with these builds is that. You see these mythic items and it's like, all right, I've got to somehow find a mythic item on the build. And it almost is now, it almost feels weird if you don't fit a mythic item on the build. Uh, you kind of look at the build like, all right, this is kind of strange. Like, I don't have a spot for a mythic item here. <laughs> yeah, or at least like uh, an arena weapon yeah, an or arena something weapon, too. Yeah. It's like like my characters that are just have like a 5-5-2 five, five, setup, it seems like... Well, I need to do more. Like <laughs> yeah, I, <it's> like, <laughs> but but actually, no. The build is totally great how it is, and it and it wouldn't make sense to put a mythic item or an arena weapon mm-hmm. on there. But I still feel like I should. Yep, I'm I'm having that with my Stamplar right now. But yeah, uh, I probably just need to settle in the build. Like I said, the numbers look really good. 
Um, you know, the stats look really good. Like we said, we talked about the weapon damage, the crit, uh, the health and stamina is both at 25,000. So I think I probably just need to test it out a little bit more, but I, I really kind of just wanted to discuss, you know, kind of, uh, we always enjoy that kind of theory crafting and, um, I feel like that's just always a pain point. And that can't just be me and you. There's always a pain point of, you know, is there a is there a way to squeeze a mythic item into this build that makes sense, or is it is is it going to be hurting something? Yeah, and like, how much are you hurting without that speed right now? Too yep. is another like consideration. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Well, on the topic of Stamplars, it may surprise <laughs> I, you. <laughs> I said the word Stamplar. He said, he said Stamplar, <laughs> yeah, so i got to talk about mine me. now. <laughs> it's my turn to talk about Stamplar. <laughs> so um, last week, I'm going to back up and actually talk about Stam Sork for just a second. Sure. Uh, last week, I was talking about my Stam Sork Tane and how much I was super digging that build. And I was thinking that for this patch, that might be my main guy that I spend most of my time with. I still feel very strongly about that build. It's awesome. I play with them a lot, and that build's locked in. It's not going anywhere. Um, however, last week, I logged in with Betsy, my Stamina Templar, <laughs> and um, I changed my mind, and Betsy's going to be my main this, uh, this patch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Every, so. this is, we need to have a silent pause for everybody's to pick up their jaws from the floor. <laughs> I know. It's surprising. It's shocking. Uh, I mean, Betsy has always actually been my PvP main. Like, that's never not the case, you know? And I just take these little periods of time where I spend with other characters. Yeah, I, I always look at it like this. And, you know, it always... It, I feel like, uh, you know, all your characters are great. And, but the the your your stamina uh, Templar and your, your stamina uh, Sork always kind of rise to the top. And I look at it like this. Your Stam Sork is probably a little bit meaner and a little bit, you know, uh, more like harder hitter, but yeah. just a hair. But you just you just love your your Stamina Templar just a little bit more. So there's a little bit yeah. more love on the Stamina Templar, but probably a little bit more effectiveness on the Stam Sork. Maybe so. A little bit. I mean, Betsy <laughs> just hits hair. really just hard, hair. too. Just a hair. It, 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 they're close. I would like to see them duel each other and see how that would come out. Um, actually, honestly, I feel like I get better results with Betsy. Uh, and both of these characters, my, my Stamplar and my Stamsork, their MMR is through the stratosphere. All right. It's the sweatiest yeah. of sweaty matches every single time with these two. Swampy level. Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, but um, I, I think... In general, I tend to get better success with Betsy. I think it's due to a couple of factors. One, I'm just super duper comfortable with this yeah. build. I've been playing with her for a long time with exactly how she's set up right now, and I can play this build with my, with my eyes closed. You know, uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I also think that cleanse is not to be underestimated in the current meta. It's so oh, yeah. so handy to have that cleanse, and the fact that that's my only Magicka dump in the entire build. It's my only ability that costs Magicka, so I can I can spam that cleanse as much as I need to, which is often in the current yeah. meta. Yeah. Well we haven't you know we haven't really talked about but group battle along with group battlegrounds, not that it really ever went anywhere, but I felt like it died down for a little bit. But uh, Venomous Smite is fully back oh, uh, in the world of group battlegrounds. Venomous Smite and Unleashed Terror usually mm -hmm. together on the same mm -hmm. build. 
Uh, it's usually a stam sort streaking through a group, Oof. stunning everyone and applying both of those really <laughs> nasty procs. Uh, and yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been seeing a lot of. Anyway, <laughs> Stamplar. Um, her build, it's the same as it's been for a while now. It's Bone Pirate, Deadly Strikes, uh, the Master Bow on the back bar. So Deadly Strikes is just complete on the front bar with a two-handed maul. One Piece Molog Kenna and Ring of the Wild Hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all med- It's seven pieces medium armor, and she's got that bow on the back bar, of course, and she's an orc. Um, so she's super duper fast well, in the Wild Hunt ring. She's, so she's extra, extra fast. Uh, she's basically speed capped at all times, more or less. Like anytime she does a roll dodge, she's at the speed cap. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just I think another secret to her success is his jabs. Actually, yeah, uh, we've talked about this ability before, but it's it is the best spammable in the game. Um, and the fact that you don't need a target to cast it, I think, is such a huge thing. Uh, because that allows you to pull night blades out of stealth really, really mm-hmm. easily. Uh, also, like when you're chasing someone down and they're trying to get away from you, Jabs has a pretty far reach compared to other melee spam- spammables. It's like eight meters. The, so it's, yeah, it's, the, an- the animation of Jabs is very misleading. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it reaches pretty far, and it and it snares people on the final hit as well. So, like. I think like the the kills that I miss out on on my stam sort are like when I'm up against other p- builds that are very mobile and they use a lot of movement and it's like my abilities don't quite reach far enough to actually land a lot of those attacks. Uh, whereas with Betsy, it's really not a problem. She can keep people in those jabs so easy, and it helps quite a bit that basically her entire combo is just jabs. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so it's, it really just kind of simplifies things. I mean, she hits someone with poison injection to proc the master bow. And of course, you got power of the light. But it really just comes down to jabs most of the time. Yeah. It, it, maybe that's a better way to explain your, your stamina Templar and your stamp sort is that uh, your stamina Templar, old Betsy, is a little bit more, you know, we were talking earlier about it, a little bit more self-sufficient. Um, yeah. And and that that's big. Um uh, that's big on a character like you said the cleanses and and you know she can heal herself a little bit easier and i think uh, i tend to play smarter with this build too like knowing what her her toolkit is knowing what her limitations are like with the sork i tend to overextend quite a bit you know i tend to <laughs> i tend to like get really out there because like i got streak i can get out of here no big deal you know i kind of go balls to the wall a lot of the time and get myself in trouble whereas with betsy i know i'm not gonna be able to streak out of there i can roll dodge a few times if i need to but really i need to play smart Uh, i think that's also a reason why I, i have good success with her um so anyway you know like i was saying earlier when i was talking about my stam dk we have a few options as far as when we get our our for real squad together Betsy's obviously going to be another contender for that. Oh, for sure, for sure. I feel like you're actually you're going to have you're going to have a real struggle on your hands uh, if yeah. if it ends up being bad, Sally, and 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 the never ending Nord. The the fact that that your Stam Sork or your Stamina Templar aren't going to be on the list. I don't I don't know how you're going to handle that. That's yeah. going to be you're gonna you're gonna need a couple of days to to recoup. <laughs> yeah, the way I'm feeling right now, I'm definitely leaning Stamplar. Um, so I, I think I feel like that's the one that I'm going to be spending let most me, of my time with. Let um, me ask you this though: which was the, which? Which one did you log in with most recently? Stamplar, Betsy. 
<laughs> just just a random question, you know. I mean, yeah. just a random, you know, has nothing to do with it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just fun. Uh, and also, I tell you another big factor too is uh, Betsy's cos- cosmetic situation. Her outfit is on point, man. Mm-hmm. It's just like a sweet character to look at, and that, yep. I feel like that's a part of it too. That 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 makes a big difference. Yeah. Um. So speaking, you know, talking about the the looks of characters there. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to my stamina warden, uh, okay. Bearclaw the Nord. Okay. Uh, this is now Bearclaw and Betsy. They've <laughs> they've done some stomping around they, in the past. They, we need to get those some, two together again here pretty soon. That they've done they've they've done some battlegrounds in the past. Yes. Uh, this is maybe probably one of the simplest looks of a character, but. Uh, <laughs> he is a connoisseur of shades of brown. Yeah, this he's guy. just he's just every every shade of brown in the game, uh, and it's just all bears, just old bear claw of the door. He he has the uh, the bear uh, the brown bear costume from Orsini the Orsinium um, area, and then he has the brown bear mount, uh, the brown bear cub pet, uh, and then of course the warden bear summon. He is mm-hmm. literally all things bear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, you know, his front bar is the bow and he has the, it's the huntsman's bow, uh, which is just the perfect bow. That's, that's my, you know, we always go back and forth about what our favorite looking bow is. Is it yours is the Vulcan, the Welkinar, and then mine is the, the huntsman bow. Huntsman is sweet too. And actually yep. I also use the huntsman on my Stamden. So yep. there you go. It's, it's, a, it's a good one. Yeah. Um, but this character is you know it kind of ties into his simple look like he's just simple with all this all these other changes i'm making to all these other characters and and switching sets out and and edits and adjustments uh he no changes across the board he all i had to do was i switched uh his stamina recovery glyphs on his jewelry to damage glyphs and he was set and ready to go out of the gates nice. uh, which i think i think made me like him just you know i already love this character uh, he was my very first alt character I made, so he was the very first character I made after Davius. Um, but I, it made me like him just a little bit more because he, it's just, it's just kind of a simple character, um, very simple sets. Just kind of remind people, it's just uh, the five piece innate axiom, uh, and then five piece automatons. Um, the innate axiom is just four hundred. Uh, spell and weapon damage to your class abilities and then automatons is 400 weapon damage to your physical damage abilities uh, and then his entire front bar is just across the board all of the animal companion abilities <laughs> yeah just the entire uh, animal companion the skill tree on ability. your front bar <laughs> yep uh so they get you know most the, most of those abilities get the um i think all of them except for the the sub assault get the bonuses from both those sets um and the sub assault still gets the bonus from the innate axiom, so it's still getting mm-hmm. some buff. Uh, and then I just do the Celestrix uh, monster set, two piece monster set, uh, and that one's just kind of a a, a really good. Um, I I really want to sell Celestrix. I know a lot of people out there have started to use it. Yeah, it's really you, come into prominence lately. Yeah, it's it's such a great stamina proc set for, yeah. for you know there's not a whole lot of those out there for monster sets there's not a good a lot of good proc monster sets uh for stamina characters and this is really a really good one and it works perfectly on stamina uh yeah. and and it can be you know it can be ranged if you know for a bow class uh it uh, it works really well uh that's been a good change and adjustment to him 
but really all I did to him is just throw on some, you know, the the, the weapon damage uh, glyphs. And uh, I've been surprised just, you know, he's in the group battlegrounds. He's actually come out hitting a lot harder than I thought. We, we've run a couple battlegrounds. Uh, and I've been a little surprised by just kind of what his damage numbers have been. Uh, yeah. Not that not that he's you know he he can hit hard just because you know he's he's a stamina warden. Uh, they've got a great toolkit, um, but you know the just a little bit of buff. It was just kind of like just the extra little sauce he needed to kind of really take him over the top. Um, that he he's he's actually worked pretty well in these group battlegrounds, and I've been really impressed with with his damage numbers. I'm happy uh, to hear that the the heavy armor bow build is not going heavy, anywhere. That's the heavy great. armor bow build, no changes at all. It's <laughs> it's the perfect strategy. That's good. Heavy, I saw Bear Claw's name on the outline here. I'm like, wait a minute, what are you doing to Bear Claw? Don't you dare change him. <laughs> yeah. He's staying the same. You know, he's I've got the I've got the bear up to, uh, you know, with the weapon damage close. He's he, you know, when you use the ultimate, uh, you know, that's my favorite part about the build is, is throwing the bear at people. Uh, for 75 ultimate, the bear does 14,500 damage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I love throwing throwing the bear, uh, and it works as a great execute. Um, and, you know, we've been kind of talking about this. Um, the bear ultimate's kind of become a little bit more popular lately, um, a lot more than what it used to be because you used to never see them. I've seen a few um, bears running around. Yeah, it's 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 one of the better pets, and we've... We talked about the different yeah, strategies. I hate it. Why? Like being yeah. on the receiving end of it, I super hate it. Yeah, <laughs> it gets it gets in your face. It has a chance to stun you, which it's is big. It's big, and it's too tanky where you can't just kill it real quick. It, it's actually tanky enough to where yeah. you don't want to waste resources on killing it. I never so bother just... trying to kill it, but then I do because it's getting on my nerves. But then I stop <laughs> because it's so tanky, and then I'm dead because the warden got me. Yeah, <laughs> good old bear. Yeah, good old bear claw. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, I just I just kind of wanted to to bring him back up that uh he he's been a really good build just because he was kind of of all the characters I had, he was the most ready to go out of the gates with these new changes um with the sustain buffs that happened. Uh just kind of switching uh weapon damage glyphs and the build still works great. Uh and he's just dealing a little bit of extra damage. Uh and I highly recommend anybody. It's such a it's such a easy build to to farm for as well as uh you know it's a pretty relatively easy build to play and it it's it's a lot of fun it's you know it's all class skills you're not using a whole lot of different skills uh and it's pretty simple rotation and it's got speed it's got self heals uh it's got an execute with the bear very survivable Uh, yep survivable tanky uh, and it can be ranged when it needs to you know he he likes to be up in the front you know he's a melee he likes to be in melee range, but when he needs to be, you know, it, it uses the the uh, the cutting dive with the bow, uh, yep. and so it can be ranged if it needs to be. So it's just really kind of just the, a Swiss. The Fletcher flies; those are yep. ranged too, right? Yep. yep, yep, can hit people with that. So it's just kind of a Swiss Army knife build that is just a lot of fun to play with in, in battlegrounds. Nice, dude. I really like Stamden. I'm gonna uh, talk more in a future episode about my Stamden because I've been having fun with that dude lately too, but. Right now, I'm actually really infatuated with my Magicka Warden, who, yep. whom I've named Aunt Lola. Uh, I want to talk about her for a minute, because this character, I think, 
I feel like every character I talk about is like, this is my new favorite character. No, this one's my new favorite character. The, the, uh, this is the, the, the PSA on this for, for the listeners. It's whatever the trick is, is whatever character he's logged in with the moment is his favorite character. That's... He, he, he'll never realize it, but it is the truth. Whatever, whoever he's logged in with, that's, that's his favorite character. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the time. That's, that's true. Unless it's my stand blade. Uh, <laughs> that is true. If I'm logged in with him, I'm just getting something out of his inventory because he's just a pack mule right now. That poor character. That poor guy. <laughs> he was my first ever character and I played with him yep. a whole lot, basically until I beat the main story. And then I, he, he was your a... solo. He was not your MM. He was not your MMO character. He was your solo. You, you played that as your Skyrim character for ESO. Uh-huh. And then once yep. you beat the game, you, you moved on. Yeah, made a mad blade and played the MMO, actually. Um, Aunt Lola, my Magicka Warden, she's awesome. She has always always been the MVP of any team that she's on. Really, any Magicka Warden is. Um, Her build right now is Hedy's Hearth, uh, Curse Eater, Mighty Chudan, of course. Um, My phone's telling me it's bedtime. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and then the master fire staff on the on the front bar. So curse eater is only active on the back bar, but that's just fine because curse eater only procs off of direct heals, and I only have direct heals on my back bar. So it actually doesn't do anything on my front bar at all. So it makes it really nice and easy to just slide that master fire staff in there and don't really lose out on anything, and it gives me a ton of extra damage. Now, I I think I'm gonna make a little bit of a change here. Uh, which it's a it's a tough decision to make, but I think I'm gonna make it. Uh, I think I'm gonna drop Hedy's Hearth, which is one Ooh. of my favorite sets. It it pains me because <laughs> I really like Hedy's Hearth a lot, but I want this character to hit a little harder. Uh, so I'm gonna put a set back on her that she used to use, which is Spell Power Cure. Um, Love that set too. Another great set. Bread and butter set. Such a good one. Uh, Major Courage, which is the buff that this set provides, was majorly buffed this patch. It's like almost yeah. doubled in value. I forgot like, about that. Yeah, huge buff. Yeah, it's like instead of, I think it was like 258, now it's like 400 something. I can't remember the exact number, but wow. it's like around yeah. 450. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a great set to buff your teammates, of course, but it's also with that amount of damage, it's a great just damage set for yourself to use you know it's like a basically the value of that new moon acolyte gives you but without the 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 cost increase of all your abilities yeah that's a really Um, good point so it's really nice is giving myself that nice damage buff as well as all of my allies uh so i'm gonna go with i think i'm gonna do that spell power cure uh curse eater keep curse eater uh, Mighty Chudan and and also keep the fire staff. So just get rid of uh, Hedy's Hearth and hopefully find another character to put that on because it's such a good set. I would hate to just let it go to waste in my bank. Um, but Davis, you might be thinking spell power cure. Weren't you thinking about using I that was on your? I'm worried about your Sork build. So I put that build together. I got the Ring of the Pale Order. Side note, pretty easy farm. Anyone who hasn't gotten that yet, if you're kind of putting that off, it only took me maybe three hours to get that thing well, beginning to end. Yeah, it's not bad. No uh, like group dungeons or anything like that. It's all stuff you can... That's just like world bosses, delve bosses, like basic stuff like that. Pretty easy. One of them is like a chest farm. Like you have to go to some zone and just farm chests. Hmm. Um. 
So yeah, I got the I got that pale order ring for my Sork, and the idea was to use that with Spill Power Cure and uh, Redistributor, uh, and so I would be doing damage, and the pale order ring would be healing me based off of that damage, and then that would proc Redistributor, which would heal other people, and then that would also give them the Spill Power Cure uh, proc as well. Um, so I put that build together, and I I played around with it for a bit. I did several battlegrounds, and I'm just not pleased with the performance to be quite honest like uh he's instead of being like you know this this combo where he like does damage and he's also supporting the team it really feels more like he's just kind of a crappy damage dealer and also kind of a crappy healer uh like the numbers just in in any match that i did the numbers really didn't look that great and aside from the numbers just my experience of playing the build and you know how much success I was having it just didn't feel good it wasn't you know maybe it's just a matter of me not being amazing with a sorcerer but I don't know I've played Sork before and have had decent success so I just think this build might not be it was a cool idea it's a neat you know idea to try out and I I was you know I was having fun just trying it I just like putting these builds together and see what happens but now since trying it I don't think that's going to work out I might figure something else out with him or just put him on the shelf for now uh, but I am going to take that spell power cure back off of him and give it back to Lola. Um, and I think that's going to be a good change. And I'm probably going to spend quite a bit of time with this character, uh, especially Lola. in group situations. Due to Lola, I've had a lot of fun with my characters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's, she's made Battlegrounds more fun for me. <laughs> uh, she's great. Uh, I mean, she's a super powerful healer, like one of my v- very best healers. Um, and... She surprises you with the amount of damage she can she can pack as well, man. She can flip to that front bar and give you a combo that will knock your socks off. Yeah, she uh, she hits a lot harder than than you would realize. Yeah, um, she can she can hit hard. We, you know, we uh, we were doing a match the uh, the other day, and it was it was a low MR match. So take that into mind. It was it was one that was was just kind of a fun match. Uh, by no means uh, do I think that this is numbers that we would normally get. Uh, but it was kind of funny to me because, you know, we kind of went in there. I was on my stand DK, you know, kind of the heavy hitter. He's got Malakath ban, uh, he's, you know, and uh, you were kind of in there as the support build. And I think at the end of it, you know, I was looking at the numbers and I was like, wow, that's a good match for me. I think I got like 19 kills and had like one death. It's like, wow, this is pretty good. And I was like, I wonder what uh, Lola's healing numbers are. And I looked over at Lola and Lola, <laughs> you had like 16 kills with no deaths. I was like, oh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the healer's out <laughs> taking my job from me. Jeez. Like, <laughs> yeah. And her, her typical numbers are like 500K and 500K, yeah, like, like both damage and heals. Both. I was like, oh, yeah. gosh, I don't know if Lola needed me. <laughs> yeah. She's awesome. I I love. I've, I've I say this. I think almost every time I talk about a Mag Warden, but I love facing off against Sorks with her because she's just immune. She's just totally immune to Sorks, and it's just funny to watch because they just they just give up after a, a short yep. while. Um. So anyway, those are the builds that we've been focused on this week. Um. It's been fun, man. I'm so glad Group BDs are back. I know we just were repeating ourselves at this point, it's, but it, it, just, it sucked so much having them yeah. take it away. <laughs> yeah, it's just such a great time right now. The, the game is the most fun it's been, and you know, since we've had Group Battlegrounds, it's uh, and it's it, just... it alleviates the current like meta as well. You know, we've talked a lot about how um, like 
the atmosphere is really volatile right now, right? Yeah. Like simply just existing in a battleground, even if no one's focusing you at all, it can be a struggle to just stay alive with all the passive mm-hmm. stuff flying around. Uh, and it's hard to deal with in a solo situation. Like I was talking about earlier with my Stam DK in the solo queue, she can't handle it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, this, the meta the way it is now is pretty bearable. It's not so bad at all now that we can we can have some support and we can plan for that. It's really nice. Yeah, it it's, it feels really battlegrounds feel really good right now in in the group battlegrounds. Yeah. So. That's kind of it going on. There's like radio silence news-wise this week. Uh, like really nothing's happening at all. We're going to have a maintenance patch um, this next coming Monday, the 16th, where basically like 10,000 bugs are going to yeah, get fixed. I hope, I hope it's a big one because, oh, man. They uh, said they have a list of all the known bugs. They goodness. say they're going to fix that werewolf bug and you're going to get your skill points oh, back. Oh, man. The, the uh, werewolf bug. That's the one that, that, that one hurts me the most. I've been so excited to play my werewolf in this yeah. patch with the changes in, in group battlegrounds, and I haven't been able to do can't. a single battleground. Just just can't do it. Just sitting there, just hanging out there. <laughs> well, Monday, we'll do it. We'll, Monday, uh, it's going to happen. Um, next next episode, I'm going to be talking about my werewolf. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm gonna, can't. Good or bad, I'm going to be talking about it. Um, they're also apparently going to fix that light attack weaving bug. I don't know if people have, I'm sure anyone who plays a ranged character has definitely noticed this thing. It sucks big time. I, I'm glad you actually brought this up. I was going to ask you about this. I've noticed it with, um, with jabs on, on, uh, on Davius. Like I have just a PVE, just kind of questing build on him and his Magicka version of jabs. I've noticed it real bad with that. I was going to ask if you had noticed anything like that, but. Um, I haven't played with a Magplar, but I've definitely noticed that it's um, it's the severity of the bug depends on how far away you are from your target because it's it's an animation bug. And what's happening is it's like you'll fire your light attack uh, and normally you'll do a light attack and then activate a skill and the animation of the skill overrides the light attack, right? It cancels the light attack animation. Mm-hmm. Um well, what's happening now is your skill animation actually doesn't play out until your light attack lands, till it hits your target. So the further away you are from your target, the longer it takes for that light attack to land. Uh, and so it exacerbates that bug. If you actually get up closer to your target, you you hardly notice the bug at all. I've, I've noticed. I, I think the reason I've noticed this so much is that, you know, in PvE, if you've got a high level character with all the CP... You can mow through, you know, some PVE mobs real pretty quick, uh-huh. and it's I've noticed it really, really bad because these mobs are dying before I'm like thinking they should be dead. Like, yeah, they'll be at like half health, and yeah. all of a sudden they just they're just on the ground dead, and it's like, whoa, what just happened? Like, <laughs> uh, anyway, thankfully they say they have a fix. It's going to be here on Monday. That's the one I'm really looking forward to because. Like Lola here that I was just talking about, she's really awesome right now, but that is one major sticking point is that that light attack weaving bug affects her quite a bit and it makes makes certain things pretty challenging. Yeah. So that's basically all that's going on. You go to the, the ESO forums, you click on the dev tracker at the top and you'll just see all the way down, it's just bug fixes. There's no real news happening this week. So we'll just move on to emails and shout outs. There are no emails this week, but if you'd like to send us <laughs> you, an email. <laughs> you had me there for a second. I was like, oh, oh, 
Oh, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, no. That, that was just a that was a good old that was just a good old uh, a trick there. Yeah. The knee slapper there. (laughs) Uh, No emails this week, but if you'd like to send us an email, you can email us at scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. That's scrollin with an I-N, no G, scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us a funny joke. Ask us a question. Ask us to elucidate anything that we've talked about that you might want to hear more about. Um, Ideas for the show, really anything you want, as long as you're pleasant about it. Uh, we have a guild called Stoons Goons. We are a PvP focus, or no, we're a social guild with a slight PvP focus. That's what we yeah. are. <laughs> That's what we are. <laughs> um, I say slight PvP focus because we actually do basically everything this game has to offer on a regular basis. We help you. We help each other farm for gear. We talk about build ideas and. Just hang out in Discord and talk and share memes and have a good time. Uh, we're very, very non-toxic, super friendly. Basically, mm-hmm. the way you hear us talking here on this podcast right here and now is this is really who we are all the time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just pretty much it. Um, so that could be good or bad. That might drive you away from the from the guild. Who knows? <laughs> you know, I just now remember this. I do have one random, totally <laughs> strange announcement. Okay. And it's not a big deal at all, but... Uh, I did tell myself I was going to tell you. I actually maxed out my scrying abilities this this past week. Nice. Hey, finished the quest. It's done. I think my scrying is maxed out too, but excavation is still stuck at nine. Okay. See, I I got excavation and scrying done. Ah. I I did it. I maxed it out. It was kind of just snuck up on me, and I just started doing some antiquities. How long ago was that? (laughs) Hey. (laughs) <laughs> well that's the thing you only got to get up to nine to get the mythic items right yeah, and so then yep. we just stopped we just stopped yeah. um but you know i did it there that's that's my that's my announcement for, All right. for the week there is my <laughs> congrats man i had i had to get it out there feels good feels good <laughs> all right well i guess it's gonna wrap up this episode actually went surprisingly longer than i was expecting it to for as little news as there is this week i was worried that Hey, we group, were battle, group battlegrounds are back. We've we could talk for days. Yeah, we got all the content we need. We just play a few uh, more BGs if we're running short on content. That's right. <laughs> um, all right, I guess that's going to be it for episode number thirty-eight. I appreciate everyone listening to us this far as we approach episode number forty. It's co- it's going to be here here pretty soon. Uh, it's going to start. The show is going to start having a midlife crisis and <laughs> buying a sports car That's and right. all that kind of stuff. Um, anyway, hope we'll see you next time for episode 39. See you later. <laughs>